This is Wildly, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share stories about our sex lives in an effort to help everyone around the world have better sex. And my guest today is with me sitting on the floor of my hotel room at the New York, New York in Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome, Ron. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Will you please give our listeners just a little snapshot about you? So they like just your background first, and then we'll get into the sex stuff. Sure, you bet. So I am a 46-year-old man. I identify as completely straight. Uh, Grew up in a fairly conservative area of the country, like a cattle ranching community in the mountains near Lake Tahoe. Mm. Uh, I am uh, politically, I would identify as a libertarian. Uh, I work in the firearms industry, so I have an interesting sort of perspective in that direction. Um, And I am currently single. Okay, great. Now, let's get into the sex parts. Okay. What, into the sex parts? Let's get, not, that's not exactly what I meant, but, uh, but it is. So, what do you remember growing up? Did you get a sex talk? Do you remember how your parents talked about sex or felt about it? So, I come from a, a divorced family, grew up with a single mom. I had a, a, a guy referred to as my stepdad because she dated him forever. And I don't remember ever getting an official sex talk. What I do remember is we had a copy of a book, which I actually heard referenced in one of your other podcasts. It has these very comical diagrams that were very clinical, but also like a a pudgy middle-aged couple and exactly the ins and outs of how sex works and the specifics of reproductive sex, at least. Yeah. Um, So I don't remember ever getting a a specific, hey, this is how it works kind of thing. Uh, My stepdad had been a, a Marine, so he was very vocal and... Um, pretty crass and vulgar. I mean, okay. it, it went with his racism and all the other terrible traits he picked yeah. up in his life, but um, never anything like, this is how it works. And, right, because there's like the vulgarity, but then there's the openness. And I yeah. feel like those are different it, things. Yeah, they totally miss the openness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a weird irony, actually. So do you, did you get a sex education in school? I... We did have a sex ed class. Uh, it was very, again, clinical, very, it, it was actually surprisingly for the late 1980s, early 1990s with like George Bush in, in the presidency, yeah. the kind of place where, uh, again, very uptight and churchy. I was surprised at how open it was as far as at least being realistic in the school system. Okay. Uh, they, they covered things like contraception and uh, at the time we called them STDs. I'm not sure. I, how we refer to them these days. It was very clinical, though. Again, mm-hmm. uh, like, this is how it works, and be careful, and these are your options. And Did they show you the gross pictures? I don't remember okay. gross pictures. Okay, then maybe not, because I feel like you would remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember them threatening us or, okay. or trying to intimidate us. And then do you remember how old were you? Well, first of all, did you have friends who talked about sex? Oh, did yeah. You, yeah. What was your first, like... So exposure came like all through life. I mean, okay. that, as far back as I can remember uh, to even include at one point we lived in a house next door to a family where there was a girl who was probably two or three years older than me. And mm-hmm. we're talking like eight and 11 ish mm-hmm. uh, who had uh, sort of exposed herself and like talked about different. Like literally act- exposed yes, herself? Yes. Okay. Like, like boobs or. Yeah. Vagina. Would like. Uh, nakedly jump on the bed for the the neighborhood boys to watch and um at some point and i have a vague recollection of it there was a a moment in the closet with like some written instructions and 
I, I, I don't know if it was like playing doctor or playing house, but something along those lines, like Ronnie oh will touch God. me here. And, I definitely and- <laughs> played doctor when I was little and I haven't thought about that. I, <laughs> like the details are very vague, but yes. So, and the only reason it really stands out in my mind is that she had written these things on a, on a piece of paper, which uh-huh. my parents found. Oh shit. So there was a discussion about it, which led to like talking to their parents and I think it may have revealed some things going on over in that household okay. that may not have been pleasant. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I was sheltered from that. So I, okay. uh, I sort of kind of blocked that stuff out as far uh, not block it out, but it's, it's just a vague memory that yeah. I, I don't really yeah. I can't draw on as far as talking about sex. It was the 1980s. I was a heavy metal kid. So half the reason I got into music in the first place was because surely something's got to help me get laid. So, um, <laughs> It was it was always a topic of conversation, and I think it was it was fairly realistic and at least like the way that it works kind of stuff. Um, Did your was your family religious? No, okay. um, I, I don't come from a religious family. Uh, my mom is very straight laced. Okay, uh, doesn't swear. She'll say things like "Oh, ding, dang, darn it," and <laughs> doesn't drink alcohol. Uh, ne- I don't think she's ever done any drugs whatsoever. Okay. Um, so, but very sweet woman. Like a nice family. Yes. A nice yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. And, and not, yeah. not judgmental, very, very open and, and, and sweet. Okay. So. And when did you first have sex with a partner? Man, I can tell you the day. Oh, <laughs> tell me the day. And actually, I'm, I'm super fortunate in, in my losing my virginity experience. There was some other like heavy petting and playing, playing around. Which we'll get stuff to, with, with, but I'm starting with a partner today. But, but with why. this one, um, I was seeing a girl who I absolutely loved, and I believe that at the time she loved me as well. Mm-hmm. And we were like this heavy metal power couple. Everybody called her Barbie, and they, you know, I was the long-haired kid with this beautiful girlfriend. And December seventeenth, nineteen ninety, okay, she knocked on my door and came over, and I was like, "Oh, hey, what are you doing here?" And it was sort of a pushed me down, and she brought her boombox, or no, she brought a cassette over that was basically Aerosmith's "Angel" on loop. Nice. Over and over and over again, and uh, and we Wait, just lost, that song. Yeah, yeah, okay. and, and okay. we sat, we laid on my bed and uh, lost our virginity to each other. Mm. Uh, it was very sweet, and while I don't think that she enjoyed it as much as I did, mm-hmm. um, it was it was something that we continued to do, and as we sort of found our stride as teenagers, enjoyed it much more. That's great. But, and did you guys use protection? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that was like in 1990. Yeah. So it was, you know, still sort of the, the height of the AIDS scare. Yeah. Uh, where it was absolutely terrifying. That, that I do remember being being something that was drilled into us. But I, I lost a cousin to AIDS very oh, early on. Sorry so to hear that. Um, oh. it was something that I was very cognizant of. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have the condoms or did she like bring them over? I don't remember. I'm, I'm so curious. I, I, I feel like, like I must you? have had them like you in preparation. Have. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sure that I did because yeah. I, I'd had them for, for as long as I could remember at that point. Um, and I, as a, a side note, on uh, December 17th, I traditionally will send her a little note that just says like, hey, how you doing? Just checking up on you. Because we're, we're still uh, friends, friendly via That's social wonderful. media. And like I love seeing her kids growing up and her new husband and all that sort of thing. So. That's so sweet. It's <laughs> Ooh, yeah. How many of you guys out there still uh, talk to your first fuck? <laughs> I'm curious to know. I talk to mine every once in a while. I don't know what he's doing right now, but we're like, we're friendly. But like, we would, we would hang out. We just, we've been talking about it. We just haven't. I don't know why. Um, so, okay. So that was your first partnered sex experience. When did you start masturbating? I have a very vivid memory of a schoolmate 
who actually uh, was was trying to convince me. He said, "Hey, you got to try this thing." <laughs> we we were probably fourteen or fifteen, uh, junior high schoolish, somewhere along there. Had you heard and, of it before then? Uh, yeah, I was familiar with. It. I mean, it's especially at that age. It's it's the kind of thing everybody talks about. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, and he he had this method where he used a a sandwich bag and basically had sex with the couch cushions. And he sort of demonstrated it for Wait, me. Wait, I don't get it. Wait, like it goes over. Yeah, Can you explain it. it? <laughs> he he basically used it as as an, uh, a replacement condom, and oh, then I had see. sex with the couch cushions in the family room. Were and they very tight couch cushions? I, I don't know. I I well, and at the time I thought, gosh, this is kind of weird. And you know, being at fourteen or fifteen, and um, it, there's all that sexual uh-huh. confusion going on, and like the energy. And I was like, ah, I don't know. But then after he. We, he broached the subject with me. I was like, "Wow, oh, I wonder. Oh, that you know, I might, I might enjoy that myself." And Did you try it with his couch cushions? No, oh. no, no. <laughs> I was imagining a scene no. with two. No, young I, I didn't try it with my couch cushions either. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I was about to be very excited if it was like both of you, like couch fucking <laughs> side by side with Ziplocs. I'm sorry to disappoint you on that one. No, it was just like a solo exploration kind of thing. Okay. And I, I, I mean, would, that makes more sense, but yeah, yeah that makes uh, more and that sense. was, that was my first exposure to it, mm-hmm. which led me to, to sort of broach the idea in my, in my own head. And from then it was, uh, I, I would dare say chronic. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, Great, and, and even to today. Did you I ever mean, get sores? Like, did you ever do it so much? Oh, I have, time? I have rubbed it so horribly really? that. Oh yeah, that I, that I. The hard thing about being a like a single man is that you don't know when sex is coming. Yeah, you're always sort of like, well, maybe Wanted today to. is the day. I guess I could go out and like get it. Yeah, wherever. Where, but, yeah. So, so for men, if you find yourself in a zealous position like that, and I, I speak again from a from a totally straight. Uh, mm-hmm. like cis male perspective. And I don't mean any disrespect when I say those things, when no, I, when I say men and women, yeah. um, in, in this case, what I mean is like, I, I don't know when I'm going to have sex again. Mm-hmm. So having done that sort of thing, and then you realize, Oh man, I have rubbed my ding dong so horribly that you know there there's like scabs or rough spots. Yeah. Great. And oh. then you meet somebody and they're like, Hey, what's going on? How you doing? You're like, Oh, Great! Today's the day, and I've ruined it. Oh. <laughs> I ruined it by rubbing it four times yesterday, and yeah. So that that has happened once or twice. What do you do? Um, you, I just generally avoid sex for a okay. day or so until it heals up, and okay. you got it, got you it, realize it. that you you just slow down on that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, oh, that's a great point. I have never been with anyone who's been like. Hey, just so you know, this little sore is from <laughs> masturbation. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel like that's probably one of those, like, no, really? Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I'd be like, can I see your test? Like, <laughs> well, but also because I'm at the point where if I'm going to fuck someone, I'm like, let's talk about it ahead of time. And yeah. what do we want? And let's let's make sure we're really into it. Like, it's been a long time since I've had, like, drunken sex on a mountaintop with someone who didn't speak the language. That's <laughs> 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 only been a couple of years. But, um yeah, that's a good point. Can I ask another question this is reminding me of, just because I've had relatively few dudes so far. Is there, separately from a source, so not talking about, like, rubbing yourself raw, basically, but is there a thing around, like, saving it up? I feel like some men have it a lot <laughs> and some men don't, and it just seems, like, is it, is it a personal thing or is there is it a real thing? So in my experience, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, it's one of those... Uh, well, and especially as I've gotten older and the regenerative abilities of, of the body have become less yeah. effective. Um, the, you know, at 19, I probably could have masturbated and gone on a date 
had sex and maybe once or twice done it, where now like come once or twice on yeah, the date. Yeah. Wow. Where where now I wouldn't I wouldn't want to yeah. I wouldn't want to risk that. Where, yeah. Um, you would uh, encounter like performance issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and having been married for eight years, mm-hmm. there was there were definitely periods in there where there was a lot more solo action going on. And then when the wife is like, "Hey, tonight's the night," and you're like, "Are you?" Fucking kidding me, babe! It's why didn't calendar. You, why didn't you tell me four hours ago before I ruined it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the, absolutely, there's there's a there can be a saving it up sort of thing. Well, and and also in a if you are in an exchange the fluids sort of relationship, yes. there's absolutely the opportunity to like I'm gonna hold off for a couple of days mm. and then yeah. <laughs> there's there's definitely uh, more available. But then aren't you more likely to come faster? There's like a delicate balance, right? Or does it just depend? I think it definitely depends. Okay. Uh, I haven't actually sat down with too many people and explicitly been like, but what are the details and the dynamics <laughs> and the, the – because there's a balance, right? Well, I, I have had plenty of time openly to play with things like that. Yeah. From like how often can I do it to how much can I produce to how far can I make it go? Have you measured how much you can produce? I don't think I've ever done that. I don't well, think I've ever like sat and down like a and, tablespoon and, or something. and been like tried to actually measure it. No, but I've definitely like two and a half feet. Yeah. Like tried for distance kind of That's stuff. That's amazing. So, um, it, it's a thing. Have you ever aimed at a bullseye? Would you? Um, I want to do that with somebody. Photographs. You have. Oh yeah. Wait, like, like, well, like you like aimed. in, in uh, like courtships and things like that. Like, Hey, look what I made for you. I got this little video. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that. I love that. Uh, where you, you can send like surprise things. My master kind of used to cut, like he would like write my name and like come on it and like yeah. send me a little video it, of it. Exactly I the I same. I love that. That was like, or, I mean, but again, we had a specific context mm-hmm. in of a relationship where that is like a sweet thing. Right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's an I'm thinking of you sort of yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we, when we can't be together. Oh, good. Anything else about masturbation? Oh, yeah. How do you do it? What's your, like, are you a left hand, right hand? Uh, well, in the age balls? of computers, mm-hmm. I am a left-handed person because you use the mouse with your right hand. Yeah. <laughs> so the that's that's how it's sort of developed over the years since then. Um, initially, as a, as a younger person, oh, it was... I just understood what you meant. Do you mean watching porn? Yes, yes. It took me that long. Navigating the computer. Like, huh. Okay, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Or, so or if you're engaged in like uh, you know, Facebook chats with someone, uh-huh. like sexting sort of yeah, things, yeah, you're yeah. still you're still gonna need your your texting hand yeah. or your. Well, that's your why mouse I love hand. the voice te- like the the thumb, and then I, do, oh. I I do a lot of voice texting. Oh. I'm too lazy to type stuff out. <laughs> but also, I, I do so much computer that. work that my I'm starting to get carpal tunnel. Like I have to do my little hand exercises. I, I'm afraid that the voice to talk translation will absolutely ruin anything that I'm trying to do as far as like no, sexting. Oh, oh, you got to pay attention it, to certain it, things. It can't get a simple <laughs> message right. How am I going to expect to translate I'm really that? good at it. <laughs> I'm really good at voice texting. And then once you teach it the certain words that you want it to know, it's like pretty on point. Yeah. And then Just you get a new experience. phone and it's all ruined. That's true. <laughs> I had to, when Instagram shut me down, I had to wipe my entire phone recently. Like I had to just factory reset to be able to log back into any of my Instagrams. So now all of my, I'm having to reteach it. All of my mm-hmm. words, all the ducking words, all the ducking words. <laughs> so, okay. So left-handed and so it's usually, is it just like the standard rubbing? Oh, we've got uh, yeah. video so we can just. Oh yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it's always, 
So what I found is that, uh, especially, and it, it translates into uh, partner sex as well, mm-hmm. uh, it, just attention to the tip. Uh, the underside, mm-hmm. I think it's called the frenulum, mm-hmm. uh, just beneath the yep. head. That is where all the sensitivity is. Mm-hmm. And uh, in any relationship where I've had the question come up, well, what feels good to you? Mm-hmm. It's really easy to explain that all the attention everywhere, if you don't want to put in any effort whatsoever, right there. That's that's the, the magic spot. And what so. kind of pressure or feeling feels the best for you personally? Um, and are you circumcised? Yes, okay. circumcised. And uh, generally, like... Anywhere from light to, I would say light to medium. Mm-hmm. I, um, and is it more like, is it like rubbing on or is it like stroking on the skin? Uh, I would say like. Like pressure. Like beneath. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got um, it. And yeah. it's, uh, it can be with and without lubrication. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it varies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Do you play with your balls when you masturbate? Uh, or do you like ball play in general? Very little. Okay. Very little. And, and both both directions, both partner and solo. It's, it's not, yeah. not yeah. much. Yeah. Got it. Um, okay, cool. Ooh, what about butt stuff? Are you a butt person? So, like, uh, receiving, uh, no, not so much. Um, very little exposure to it. And uh, on the the giving end, I have, for years, had almost no interest in it. Mm. Uh, and it and and part of that is is based on some size issues. And I guess that's that's a topic that'll come up at some point. Uh, it's coming up now. Have, <laughs> Having having not been in the military or done sports, yeah, uh, and being a straight male, mm-hmm. uh, my exposure to other men's penises in the wild mm-hmm. is very small. Oh, right, right, right. So, at, under those circumstances, you only know to compare yourself basically to what you see in the world around you, which in that exposure setting is porn. Porn, yeah. So for me, I always thought, oh, well, I'm just an average guy, <laughs> and it turns out that I am at least well endowed. That's great. Congratulations. At, but also, it's a great responsibility. Well, and it's it's sort of a two way street, a yeah. double edged sword kind yeah. of thing. Where um, coming back to butt stuff, yeah. it's never really been like an option for a lot of a lot of partners because either they're not interested in butt stuff whatsoever, or they're like, yes, but definitely not with that. Mm. So yeah, and, you're and, not a, well, a starter butt person. And, like, yeah, and know. and for me, it's it's never really been an issue anyway because yeah. it's not something I am a. Uh, romantically, I'm a pleaser. Mm-hmm. I am, for me, my partner has to be into it. Otherwise, it's not interesting to me at all. I don't want mm-hmm. anything that feels obligatory in any way. So the whole like, go ahead, have my ass. It's your birthday. Yeah, yeah. No, that's gross. Anyway, I, I, I don't want that anymore. Then here's your fucking cake. Right, right. So yeah, it's it would it requires a very special sort of person who wants to be like, hey, this is something I'm into. I really want to do this, and I that's what I want. Yeah. Um, and I, I've had some exposure to that now to where I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm more comfortable with it than ever. It's not, again, something that's like on my checklist of things like, oh, well, we're going on a date. These are the things I would like to accomplish. <laughs> right, right, um, right. It's, it, it, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah. It's on the menu, but doesn't need to be yeah. ordered that often. Okay, got it. Does it feel the same or different from a vagina in your experience? Absolutely different. Tell me how, please. So, um... What I have discovered is that, uh, and, and maybe again, it's size issues, but uh, with vaginal sex, vaginal sex feels pleasurable at any length or depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, oral sex, same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, where anal sex, I find, is really only pleasurable in the just the tip region. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's, it's sort like- of, it, it feels very lost. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, that's not the case. I understand for the partner necessarily, but not necessarily, but on yeah. the on the men's on on the the giving end, the give, yeah. what I find is it's very much just a, a sort of just the tip, which which is often for particularly for inexperienced butt sexers, <laughs> uh, the the most uncomfortable part is initially. I remember when I first started having butt sex a lot. I was like, "Don't just put it in and out the whole time. Go deeper." <laughs> you know, like, like. But and now I'm at the point where I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, do it, try it." You mm-hmm. know, but it's a different. It's that's definitely the part where you're like, "Am I pooping?" <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's it, it definitely has a different feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I love that we said that explicitly on the podcast. <laughs> Um, so what are some of your favorite things sexually? Like what, or, or yeah, tell me. So I, I, well, I come from the 1980s teenage years, you know, mm-hmm. I, I graduated in 1991. Uh, so I was born in 1989. <laughs> that was the year I lost. Well, the, <laughs> the, just almost before, just right, before. right before losing my virginity. <laughs> um, so, you know, we grew up with videotape pornography and magazines and if there were any dirty pictures at all they were in the form of polaroids you couldn't take a picture and have it developed p.s just started taking dirty polaroids if you want a nudie polaroid of yourself and you're in los angeles hit me up (laughs) so um our exposure to that kind of thing led us to like the golden age of porn that you would see now um and in my case i discovered i'm very oral I, I love using my mouth, um, and I, I also love receiving oral pleasure. Yeah. But for me, if 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 I were limited to one item on the menu, it would be it'd be oral in one way or another. Mm. Um, and uh, I find, as far as like positions, um, anything doggy style or rear entry has the most um, specific pleasurable feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, f- also if you're big. It's easier to do those. Well, like and, and size wise, shape as well. Hard. Yeah. Um, okay. There's ooh. So, are you, sort what of you shape? Curvature, though? like uh, straight out and uh, like a rainbow. <laughs> like a down rainbow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not not tremendous. Not, a, not okay. a tremendous arc, but yeah. it's a gentle bend. Yeah, a gentle bend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so that that position for me is is the most. It also allows the most depth. Mm-hmm. Um. Have you stabbed women from, are they like, ah, because I've had that happen and I'm like, ah. So uh, things I have discovered is that you can actually knock an IUD out of place, which led to an an accidental pregnancy. Oh, shit. Which led to, uh, it it was an ectopic pregnancy that that required termination. So that was, that was one of those things. And it it was, it was better for everybody in that I know, but that's so many levels of tough. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah, it was interesting, but things that you learn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yes, you, you absolutely can <laughs> cause wow. pain. And um, and for the right partner, that's that's something they're looking for. Right, it, totally. But it, it, you, you definitely have to be gentle as a pleaser because you don't want to be like, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> it, it could be construed as rude. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So, okay, so oral stuff, what do you like about it specifically? Like when you're giving it. Uh, Tell giving, me your, what are your moves? So I, for me, it's it's everything about it. It's the the smells, the the pleasure that you're giving, the, the sort of selflessness that comes with it. A, again, as a pleaser, it's one of those things that you get to do where you're, you're giving something to somebody and they're on the receiving end and it's very much 
fulfilling. There's mm-hmm. there's a, a sense of fulfillment in it that you get to give someone something else. And it, mm-hmm. I used to hate the term making someone come because it, it sounds oh, forceful, yeah. but giving an orgasm is it, it's it's like a gift. Yeah. And being on the receiving end, it I, I translate the same way where you're like, oh, what a wonderfully selfless thing. And when you have that energy going back and forth where you're doing that with someone and they're enjoying it as much as you are, that to me, again, as a pleaser, just swells my heart. And since intimacy is my default in any sort of a relationship or exchange, for me, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, if if it's a like a one-time sort of thing and thanks and goodbye kind of uh, encounter – I always feel like, man, that was great. I, I feel like I I got and I gave. And for yeah. me, that's super fulfilling. That's great. So you're able to craft these moments of intimacy, even if it's a one-time awesome. It, well, and for me, any sort of romantic, well, let's back that up. Any sort of sexual uh, contact requires at least a minimum of intimacy. And I, what do you, how do you judge that? Like, what are your criteria or is it, it just a feeling it, uh, it, oh it's definitely just a feeling uh and in my case like on my bucket list is still one night stand just a straight one night stand with somebody i've never like whose name i don't even know because i've never had anything like that yeah. all of my encounters have always been with people i'm acquainted with or i knew in one way or another mm-hmm. or i've been friends with in mm-hmm. some fashion or a co-worker or something Same. so it's never been a, a straight like oh hey it's nice to meet you yeah um so that that's like on my list of things to like yeah. okay i need to at least accomplish that and see if it's me too. That, that I've never had a one night stand. I'm not. I'm not like dying to have one. But I, the few times where I thought I was gonna have one, like I was leaving for South America and I met a guy at a party and it was the first time I'd ever been like, this I just is, met you. Do you want to come home with me? And then I like invited him home and I was driving home. We drove separately because Los Angeles car culture. And I was like, Oh my god, what am I doing? Am I gonna have sex with him? I will have sex with him. <gasps> my first one night stand. But then. We saw each other a couple more times before I left. Like, I thought, because he was supposed to be traveling. Like, he was a producer and worked for a TV show that was, and he was busy working. And then when I was in South America, like, he would write me crazy emails that was like, are we in love? And I was like, no, we're not in love. What? (laughs) No, we're not. And then, and like, we definitely were not. Because I did see him one more time when I got back and we had really disconnected. He's a lovely human, but we, it was like very disconnected. And I was like. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but that was not a one night stand that I was trying for. <laughs> <laughs> Very drawn out. Very drawn out. Yeah. Um, how do you meet people right now? Well, right now, the internet is your mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a swiper or are you oh, yeah. like an OK yeah. Cupid? Okay. Uh, well, swiping. at this moment, basically multiple platforms. Okay. Does um, that exhaust you or are you like OK with it? I'm fortunate, at least right now, that I have a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, I, it's not a lot of free time, but I, I have a lot of time where I can't be doing anything else, yeah, yeah. where I should be sleeping, but I can't sleep. So, oh. okay. So I, I can so it feels like swipe around a, a good, bit. a good time to swipe. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And it's, it's a couple of different platforms. Um, I, I find Las Vegas offers a very strange array, uh, generally, <laughs> Oh yeah. uh, there are a lot of professionals mm-hmm. who are seeking clientele, which I'm okay. That's that not out of my interest. Uh, a lot of uh, young ladies looking for sugar daddies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of older women who seem very desperate. Mm. Very like, I'm not putting up with anybody's bullshit. This is your last opportunity. You better get mm. at me or it's all good. And I'm like, that's not, is that the vibe you want to send out in the world? I see. Um, and then a lot of folks who are also very fun-loving and like, 
I appreciate your if you're in town. Uh, I don't want to be your tour guide. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for somebody fun and adventurous. Let's go do something. Let's yeah. go hiking. Yeah. Um, and, and tour guide's a big thing in this town. Uh, yeah. Most of the women are like, not interested. Have fun while you're here, but swipe left. Yeah. So Vegas has a few challenges yeah. that other cities may it's not have. It's a very unique pool. It, very much so. And the, the there's a huge local population. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things I've noticed is I don't find myself connecting with out-of-towners. That uh, makes sense. Almost, almost exclusively with people who live here, uh, which, you know, for my intimacy level works fine. Yeah. Uh, although I'm not like in a a relationship headspace, I, I have, you know, a friend that I'm currently just sort of in a arrangement. Mm -hmm. It's hard to define. Mm. Arrangement <laughs> to me reads sugar daddy just because of the website seeking arrangement. Got it. Well, so, yes, it's, it is not just to clarify. Okay, Al yeah, although cool. there is a 25 year difference in our age. That doesn't matter, but it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a financial sort of, my master is anyway. 24 years older and yeah. whatever. Oh, I wanted to go back. Uh, when you were talking about giving oral, I was realizing in my own brain that I still have some part of me that doesn't believe that that's a thing that like, and, and I know that my master over and over says he loves it and he loves doing it. And I've spoken to many men, <laughs> but as you were speaking, I clocked that I just still question it. And I'm just calling that out because that's blowing my mind right now and i'm wondering if you've encountered women that are like i don't believe you or like i, I can't receive or, i was married to one. Oh, i was that was gonna be my next question and that was not to get too relationshipy but well, i'm and, so and, curious about the and, married yeah so dynamic well the, and the married dynamic for me was was tough in a lot of ways because we were very polar opposite i am mm. uh, very outgoing she's very reserved um was it always that way like from the beginning yeah was there a ship? yeah okay. and there okay. there were some other issues that that put us together that okay. way. But uh, in this case, you know, I live in a conservative community, married to a conservative woman. We did the church thing. Oh, okay. Uh, and I learned a lot about sex in the church. Was this, and this was not Las Vegas. No, no, no. This was the, okay. the con little conservative cow Got town it. up north. Got it. Um, and that was absolutely one of the issues between us. Uh, sex in general just was an issue between us. What was, you just said something about Religion and sex, or church sex, oh, which are not church oh, yeah. sex. But what did well, what were you just saying? Uh, sex in the church and yes. and the the people who attend it and and some of the the strange hypocrisy that goes on there. Let me finish with oral sex. We'll yeah. come back to that. Yeah. Oh um, yes. Thank you. Yeah. So, in, in her case, very much did not like to receive. Mm -hmm. Very self conscious about it. Mm -hmm. And as somebody who is very into it, it's it's really hard for for me on this end to grasp it because yeah. Uh, absolutely love it. It's it's one of again one of those feelings. It's it's very and then to have it rejected. Yeah. It it's sort of a tough blow. You're you're like yeah, it's okay. Well, I guess we could do some other stuff. And then of course being very conservative, there was a lot of like lights out missionary. It's Tuesday kind of sex. Lights out dark dark. Sex? Yeah. Oh yeah. But well, because again self self conscience. Mm -hmm. Um. Self-esteem issues. Yeah. So never comfortable with her own body and that kind of thing. Um, and still, we, we are very good friends to this day, um, but it never would have worked between yeah. us. It obviously didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, as far as coming back to church stuff, yeah, uh, that was actually one of the things that came up with one of your guests. And, and there was a, some talk about like, you know, church people and the way they feel. And my exposure to it was that 
there are some absolutely amazing people in the church, people who you you can feel like their genuine intent when they, they say things like, you know, I'll, I'll pray for you. And you feel like, I, I believe they really truthfully, yes. they sweetly mean that kind of thing. And then there are people who are there who just absolutely disgusted me in ways they're they're there because they're domestic abusers and they're putting on a good face for the judge before they get there. Oh, fuck um, there it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. Some predatory behavior kind of stuff that I saw yeah. that I was like very uncomfortable with. Oh, that makes me feel so creepy, um, Raleigh. And what some of the other things that, that have come up since then in, in my dating life is dating in a conservative community. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly what I discovered is that the women are very guarded because of the potential for developing a reputation or whatever it is. I'm, I'm not sure. You're taught to be what, because you're, you're sell like it's a very different way of selling sex, but you're still selling it. Like it's your commodity. Yes. It's your, it's your value. Yes. And well, and in, and in their, their case, they're very, very conservative up front. Uh, because like in, for one instance, uh, a woman that I was seeing for a while, uh, a pastor's daughter. Mm. And even though she was in her thirties, still couldn't be comfortable in being like open and promiscuous and, and comfortable with her own sexuality. What did promiscuous mean to her? Just uh, having well, sex out uh, of marriage? Yes. Yes. She'd been married and then was divorced. And so like couldn't really be comfortable with her parents knowing that she had other relationships. After, oh my God. Um, Cause to me, promiscuous is like the gangbang. Uh, right. <laughs> like line up well, boys. And, and, and behind closed doors, absolutely free-spirited. Very comfortable, comfortable Whoa. with toys, comfortable uh, talking about anything and communicating and and very okay. open to like, I like this, do that. In private. Yes, but, oh, but that's publicly can't because she works in a small office okay. and her parents, dad's a, a high-ranking member of a local church and yeah. has other family involved. In it. So it's- I guess I get, like, I mean, I actually get very, that. Very, like having, like the old days being gay yeah. where you don't want, I can't everybody know because then I'll get drummed out of Hollywood, that kind right. of thing. Um, I do love that she was able to express her needs in private though. Because yes. my my only experience with with the closed, the public closeness is that there's also a closed doors closeness and there's just like an inability to communicate. So I feel like, I mean, every little win is a little win. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and she was a great example of that. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I, I discovered is that that she'd been a, a, a rape victim at some point. Mm. And our very first encounter was sort of accidental. We ended up in bed together and it was totally not intended to be that way. What do you mean you accidentally ended up in bed together? <laughs> we actually went on a road trip uh-huh. and stayed at a friend's house uh-huh. and there was one bed. And, oh, and oh, we were oh. comfortably just going to yes. go to sleep. Yes. But... At some point, she had thrown herself over me and was like snuggling against me, and it, it led to other things. Yeah. Which one of the things that that came about in that is that during our kissing, our intimate kissing, I was touching her neck, mm-hmm. which is something I tend to do. I'm I'm very touchy. I'm very mm-hmm. I. That's one of the things you talk You're about, a like Taurus. like being touched. We're so sensual. I'm like I'm like yes, that's there are we like to touch. We do. And so in in my case, I very much like that. What I didn't know is that she'd been strangled. So oh, she fuck. she had very hard oh. to fight her way through that, but it was one of those things that once she was able to communicate with me later, she said, I, at first I felt very uncomfortable with it, but I didn't want you to stop. 
I didn't want oh. to ruin the mood. And I didn't, I also wanted to fight my way through it. And it was one of those things that later as a giver made me feel so good and that she was comfortable enough to work through that. Even though we, we had not had any encounters before, we, wow. we didn't, we just sort of knew each other. For me, that was I, I, like a wonderful win for me. Mm. Um, and she became very open and communicative. But knowing that, and then she was, from there, she said, look, I, I want you to tie me up. I want to try that. I, I'm comfortable with you. I want you to do that. And you did? Oh, yeah. Well, and, and it was, I said, let's, let's do it in steps. Mm -hmm. What we're going to do is I'll tie some bandanas to the, the bedpost. We'll wrap them around your wrist and you will hold them in place. Mm -hmm. And if you get uncomfortable, you just let go. Mm -hmm. And that was great for her. And she's like, okay, now do it for real. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of closeness that again intimacy being my default yeah that feels great being able to have that kind of closeness with somebody and and we didn't have like a an established relationship it was actually an understood sort of thing that we were actually both in love with other people oh but we're seeing each other sometimes those are the most freeing relationships especially sexually absolutely in my experience because for me I, i've always dated in the like oh hey it's nice to meet you i like you oh my god maybe this is the one and then you freak out and then it gets yes mm -hmm. so that that period of dating for me led me to the ability of being able to say things like look i'm not really in a in a position for relationship i'm not like financially my heart's not there mm -hmm. so if this doesn't mm -hmm. work for you that's cool if yeah. if not great we can go out to dinner we can have a good time that kind of thing and again also being older it's much easier now to communicate i don't feel like in my 20s there's, there's a lot of sort of like desperation like i don't want to say the wrong Dude, thing i am just over two weeks into 30 and I already feel this freedom. <laughs> like I'm just like, ah. It, it just keeps getting better. I don't care. I'm going to keep wiggling. You, you get more comfortable. <laughs> you can, uh, you, you literally can say things like, are we going to fuck tonight or mm -hmm. should I just go home? But not in a shitty way. Yeah, in absolutely. Like a, in like, like a clear way. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're, Love that you don't clarity. feel that sort of pressure anymore, yeah. which is Love very freeing. Yeah. And that, that period of relationship dating for me was, was like that. Yeah. In another vein, I was seeing a girl who, be easiest to describe her as a cowgirl. Okay. And she would have a couple beers and get frisky and start sending me messages, get over here right now. And, <laughs> and she I, was also that very open, very comfortable and very fun. And because I was in a, in a period where I was exploring very mm -hmm. much then, I was like, oh, well, I'll bring it. I had like a closet full of toys that I'd bought. I'm okay. like, I'm just going to start giving these to random friends. Like as I, as I have these dates, I'm uh -huh. going to like... Here's, here's something I brought over for us to play with. Amazing. And she went, whoa, no. Oh. And it was just well, a simple vibrator. Just a simple like on, off, eat really? vibrator. What, like a long, yes. like a dildo shaped one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, very unthreatening. And I was like, really? Okay. And then after we sort of communicated about it, she was very comfortable with the idea of I could use it on her. Uh, okay. Well, that, that I get okay. it. So... I, you know, I'm just going to leave it here. Nope. You take that with you. What? Uh, Why? So you, what? Don't, you don't masturbate? She says, no, absolutely not. So then that led to some conversations where I'm like, okay, well, this is now we're getting I'm very interested yeah. because I, I'm totally confused because we had, as far as sexually, had done quite a bit. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm learning that she doesn't masturbate and that it's weird for her. So I, I said, so where, where? I'm totally confused. And she kind of hemmed and hawed. I said, is it the Jesus thing? And she says, yes. I and I went, it. what, what, let me, and I was having a really hard time processing it. And I, 
this is where my sense of humor tends to come out. I said, so let me get this straight. You can't masturbate because Jesus is watching. And she says, yes. And I said, you know he watched you suck my dick, right? Yeah. And she's like, well, that's different because it's Why? a man and a woman. And I'm like, but if premarital sex in any form is sinful, yes. then whether we're man and woman that's, or I'm a gay guy having sex yeah. with another dude, what, are they what how does the sin yourself. technically is the same, but I know, but I just, I can't work it out. Which for me, church, Whoa. that's the kind of thing that church I does mean, to people. Where, that is the very what? reason that I stopped going to church when I was old enough to choose that because I am... I believe that you should do what you say. Like I, that is so deep within me that I, my brain literally couldn't handle the other teens and youth, whatever it's called, like, you know, the youth group that I knew were drinking and having sex on the weekends, but then they were coming and talking and they were in the abstinence class. Like that <laughs> broke my brain and I couldn't, yep. like I could not cope with that. So I was like, oh, I'm not that person then. And I think a lot of those people grew up to be the people who had to hide it openly yeah. now because they, they, they either have to family that they're concerned is going to judge them or they're they're basically kind of living a separate life underneath that. I want to go back because you talked about tying up your partner starting with bandanas. That doesn't feel like a rookie move. So had you tied up some people before? I had a little experience with yeah. it. Do um, you identify as kinky or are you just a <sighs> sex lover? I I feel like everybody, especially since the introduction of Fifty Shades of Grey, everybody is kinky now. <laughs> no, um, but like, do you identify? As I, I, I think I have to at least. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, again, outgoing, and I'm very comfortable with that sort of thing. Uh, the relationship, whatever arrangement that I have currently, uh, is is has a lot of those aspects to it. Hmm. Um, like which ones? Um, there's. Because she is younger than I am, there is a, I can't really describe it as like a, a daddy little girl kind of thing because mm -hmm. it's much more of like a mentoring kind of relationship. She, do you say daddy? Does she say daddy? Are she you, does, strangely okay. enough. No, but um, I think that's uh, pretty common for it, daddies. Yeah, it, well, it's a, it's a good, a good yeah. way to, it's a good title, I guess. The more daddy little girl pairs that I meet, the more I am seeing that it often has to do with mentorship and caretaking and not incest. It, well, yes. Well, and, and see, that's that's actually one of the things that she is discovering is that some of her previous relationships were very like, this is what BDSM is. I tie you up and do whatever I want to you. Mm -hmm. And now she's she and I are together doing these things where she's learning, oh, you tie me up, but it's there's there's genuine caring involved, mm -hmm. and there's like for torture. Mm -hmm. Some of her torture via me included me just rolling over and letting her sit there tied up for a little while, out of breath, mm -hmm. and thinking about things mm -hmm. like being alone in her thoughts. And I know she's thirsty, and I know she's tired, yeah. and I know she's. And she said, "I'm waiting for instruction," and I was like, "I don't care." Yeah, you're waiting. And she went. Oh, and nice. then I, I very lovingly poured her a, a cap full of carbonated soda that I poured in her mouth. She doesn't drink soda. So, oh. so the only, the only out, the only liquid she got at that point was just a, a small cap full. And she was like, <laughs> so she's, she's learned that it doesn't have to be like physically beating on yeah. someone and for enforcing your will. Yeah. And it, it, it's become really fun for us. One of my favorite forms of torture is orgasm denial. And orgasm overload. Yes. <laughs> it's a great way to get tortured. And, and, and our, our very <laughs> first encounters, 
were were very fun in this the respect that uh, we met, had coffee, just sort of kind of a get to know each other kind mm-hmm. of thing. And she said something along the lines of like, I'd probably fuck you in the car right now if you wanted to. And I said, how about you let me take you on a date? Mm-hmm. And she went, um, okay, but you have to yeah. let me pay for my share. It's and, a confusing, okay, it's sure. a confusing message. Sure. I mean, just even the other night, my master was over and I, we had a weird night. I was not feeling good in my body. It was day one of my period. I was not like, I was like, ah, and I was tired and all of this stuff. But it was the only night that I was going to be able to see him in the span of two weeks before I came here for work. And so I was like, okay, come over anyway. And we had a weird fucking night. And, but he ended up just like going down on me and spanking me a little bit. And I had that thing of like, I don't, is that real? Are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, do you, are you having fun? Are you going to break up with me? Like, I, like my brain like broke a little mm-hmm. bit because I'm like, that's not what we do. Like we didn't, we didn't do all the things that we do normally. And, and there is some element of, even though we're not in a life part, we're not on a life partnership track of it in mm-hmm. any way, shape or form, but I'm just like, why are we just going on a date? What do you mean you just want to hang out and cuddle? I don't, like, I'm, like, laying there being like, what the fuck is happening? And I, like, told him, and he was like, I'm just cuddling you. And yeah. I was like. <laughs> and it, it absolutely means that, that there's an intimacy there that's that's wonderful, and it doesn't have to be totally sexual in nature, and it doesn't have to be I love you forever. Yeah. It, it can be, look, it's the two of us here together enjoying this time I like you. You're somebody I care about in one way or another. I think if it's clearly stated, I could enjoy it. Otherwise, I spend way too much energy like laying there being like, what the fuck is happening? What does this mean? What's going on? What is this happening? Am I dead? Did I do the wrong thing? <laughs> like I like spin out like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. And I bu- and then I freaked well, out because he left my collar like on like he just forgot it. He, and and <laughs> like I it was a up, message to you. I woke up in the morning and looked over and saw that my collar was on this blank, this pile of blankets I'd had folded up. And I like freaked out. And I was like, did you break up with me? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just like, like it's fine if you did. I just need to know. And like, As somebody no. who was married for a long time, the hormonal stuff is real too. It's, so Well, and, and what I'm finally realizing is, so I never had any, uh, what is it called? What is it called? Hormones with PMS. Like I never experienced mood fluctuations. Like I don't pay attention. But I think in the last year or so, I am like I'm I'm older now, and so I think there is more hormonal stuff happening. Yes, and I don't clock it because I've spent a lifetime. You know, I have all my girlfriends can like feel it. I've never had it, so now I'm like a baby with my with those feelings. Once a you month. you may start to recognize that it's as it horrible. comes back around. It's not fair. And, yes, and. It, there, there is some truth to the old adage where husbands are like, oh, it's that time of the month. And then we'll just Which write it out. Which is infuriating. Uh, of if course. it's ever said out loud, Absolutely. I'll stab him. Which, which, of course, we, we generally don't say out if loud. <laughs> if you don't want to get stabbed. Exactly. But you go, yes, dear, that's right. And, yeah. then, and then Tuesday rolls around and they go, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, I know, sweetie. I, I'm not mean. I just was like, what's happening? Yes. Why are we fucking? <laughs> that's an aspect of it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Not to talk about periods. Um, not that we can't, but I'm, uh, I want to know more about your kinky explorations and if there's like, what was your first foyer into sex toys or how did it begin? What have you explored that you love or what so have you So once again, super lucky. Uh, I was probably 21 ish and I was dating a girl who was 18 and she was very open and expressive mm-hmm. and introduced me to a lot of those things. Um, 
toys and oh and butt stuff and mm. like that that was where all of the exploration like initially started stuff or yeah, your yeah. Butt stuff? and and that was where I sort of got the like I feel like it's obligated and I I'm, I'm not interested in the like it. do it because you want to yeah. you want to yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. in yeah um but she ended up working like at a small adult store in a in a small town so sorry i just got distracted by i want to i'm putting a pin in this uh, but i want to ask a hypothetical question before i forget it if someone's kink was you doing stuff to them they actually dislike does that make sense yes would you be into that that's a tough one. So, like, if I was like, I hate butt sex, but my kink is you fuck me in the ass, like, like that's see, that's that's a tough your one. Line? Yeah, uh, it's because a quandary. Yes, because I'm I am not a violent person. Yeah, uh, despite the fact that it I work, have to be violent. I work in the firearms industry, and I'm, I, you know, I'm like, a, I've done stuff. <gasps> Has like anyone that. been like fuck me with a gun? No. Okay. <laughs> Which good. I, that's definitely like outside my limits. Okay, I, good. I, like when you were. There was an episode that had some talk about knife play, and I'm like, oh, I'm, feels, I'm very that feels dangerous to um, me. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm a, like a safety and security guy, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. very like, yeah. mm, I don't go. Oh, that scares me a little okay, bit. Okay. But, um, but like with with hitting and choking and choking, my generation not something that was that I grew up with. And then I right. I was seeing a girl for a, a short time who was 21, and was like, she said, "Fucking choke me," and I went. Do what? <laughs> I I don't even know what that means. I, I, how old how, were you? Uh, uh, she was twenty one and I was forty two. Okay. And so for me, whole new exposure. Okay. And she basically had to teach me. Did I, you? I was going to say, did you yeah, learn she's how like, to do choke? it like, like this? Where? Right. Yeah. Okay. And put yeah. it here. Yeah. And now gently, and now a little more. Okay. <laughs> did she talk like that? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, kind of. Well, <laughs> once you get to that point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, so that that was yeah the the whole for me though like um like hitting. I have a very, like with spankings and swats and that kind of thing. Uh, we just had a little adventure with a riding crop in, mm -hmm. a, in a canyon on a hike. Um, and at about 138, I'm feeling pretty like, what is this? This is almost. 138 swats? Yes. You counted them. Oh, no, she counted she, them. I mean, that's what I mean. You, <laughs> you the two of you. Yes. Wow. Uh, okay. And that was that was part of it. In a row? Uh, well, there was a little pausing. And Did you some, get pleasure in between or was it like a lot of pain? Uh, no, it was... It was, it was mostly, but okay. that was, that's, that's, what that's, it, yeah. that's her yeah, king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for me, I, I have to very like, mm -hmm. okay, biting and like, for me, blood is out. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I'm Same. like, I, I, that, that's way beyond my comfort yeah. level, but biting to, to bruise. I'm like, okay. So the whole, can I do something that my kink is like for you to do what I don't want? Maybe. It depends depend on the level. On. Got it, got it, got it. That's a great answer. Okay, so, so back to your story. There was a, uh, a oh, adult. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the adult bookstore. Mm -hmm. um, so she worked in an adult bookstore and had access to things like wigs and toys and bondage stuff. So we had a chance to play with all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, she was 18 and she worked in an adult bookstore. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. She's amazing. Okay, <laughs> well, great. She, she went on to do all kinds of interesting things. She was like a Playboy cyber bunny. Ooh. And, um, Wait, what is a cyber bunny? That was like when that was when like pornography was digitizing. And oh. rather than being in the magazine, they had like uh, video layouts and that kind of thing. Cool. Um, and did some like online dominatrix kind of stuff. She cool. said, I want to make like stripper money without going into porn. Got so it. she found some ways to, to make money off of that kind of stuff. 
So that was my really my first exposure to it. And then then there was a period where I got married and all of that stuff went by the wayside yeah. and then single again and <laughs> all systems Full go. steam ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Much more comfortable trying things. What was the first sexual thing you did post marriage? I mean, besides <laughs> masturbate, like, but do you know what I mean? Like, like, how did you? Did was there a celebration? Was it sad? What so there is actually this actually leads to my absolute favorite sex story. <gasps> Great. <laughs> so, so uh, the twenty-one-year-old, or when I was twenty-one, I was dating the eighteen-year-old. Um, we there was a great. Uh, incident where we were very enthusiastically engaged in sex stuff and she was she was absolutely determined to try to deep throat me mm -hmm. and she was trying her hardest god bless her and at the the moment of truth i came and she kind of gag choked at the same time and went <clears throat> and when that happened she went son of a bitch and she grabbed my hand and she rubbed it across <laughs> her nose and she said you made it come out my nose and we had a big old laugh and it, it was, you know, it was hilarious and we laughed about it. And it became like the story that I would tell, like, we're all sitting around the campfire telling dirty stories. <laughs> so I, I, I want to go to that campfire. I call it the snarf. <laughs> so then incidentally, you said, what was the first thing you did after you got divorced? The first sexual thing you did after you got divorced? Strangely enough, same woman. And I reconnected many years later. Via How did you reconnect? The miracles, the miracles of, of MySpace. My <laughs> yes. Thanks, Tom. Um, Everybody's friend. So <laughs> he's much nicer to us than Zuckerberg ever was. True, true. Um, so we reconnected, and she was living in Vegas, and oh I, my god, I was still up north, and uh, I thought, you know what, Th things are going well between us as far as like this this budding friendship, re like reignited sort of romance thing going on. Um, I made arrangements to fly down for the weekend, and we sort of had an. A, a no sex agreement okay. that was not sort of like it was yeah. sort of implicitly like understood yeah. that that's that's not what this was about um it's just about reconnecting and seeing each other and and of course passion turns to what it is and um it started as a hey let me show you this this cool chinese massage technique thing that i just learned mm -hmm. that became and that was on her part i i was not the instigator okay um good clarification <laughs> great love that but it, it led to again fooling around mm -hmm. and at that point, she'd had many experiences in life and had lived sort of in the lifestyle and had been married to a couple of guys mm -hmm. who had, you know, uh, had foot fetishes and she'd done a lot of things. Yeah. And I think that at that point, she was like, I'm going to show you what I've learned in the time that we've been apart. It's been like 15, 20 that. years. And she was absolutely determined that she was going to show me that she'd learned how to deep throat and got to the point where I orgasmed and she went, son of a bitch. No. Grabbed my hand and rubbed it across. You fucking did it again. 20 fucking years and it's never happened. And there it is again. So again, it made us laugh hysterically. Oh my God. So first of all, I have questions about, <laughs> I've never had anyone come while I'm deep throating them. I, I don't know at what point. We were. It was enough to, to cause her to gag. That's wild. So, and now I have a new whole... bucket list item. <laughs> God, I, I wanted to come out my nose. Oh, and and for years, I, I was like, it's got to be in porn. Surely it's got to be here somewhere. Somebody has to have done it. I mean, that's a very, very hyper-specific skill. Like, <laughs> there, how do you, how do you make of... it happen on purpose? Like, that's, I don't think you can. You got, I think no, it's that's one a of those magical moment to rare... capture. Holy shit. Wait, so... so does and it that was happen one, every time a woman deep no, throats you? No, <laughs> no, only those two specific instances. <laughs> That's great. Um, 
And I, maybe it's just the perfect physical <gasps> oh combination of God. the two of us. But How, and that that being the first post marriage intimacy for me at all, I actually thought I might have had a brain aneurysm at that point. It was the kind of orgasm that <laughs> I was dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, and I, oh shit, this is okay. That's the, that's the great way to get back into things. Amazing. So, wow, 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 wow. That's great. I'm I'm thinking about deep throating. <laughs> I uh, I actually do have a question though because I have only tried to deep throat one man with a gentle bend. And I had a hard time doing it. And he wasn't particularly large, but there was... Well, his curved up. And I felt like I couldn't... I felt like I couldn't get the right angle. Is that come up for people? Well, I guess it just depends on their deep-throating experience, too. From... In my experience, uh, it's it's a, a pretty limited skill set. Uh, I've seen... Well, not seen. I, I don't have a huge number of, of uh, past encounters but Mm -hmm. in those encounters maybe a handful who are even interested in trying it or are like yes that's something i want to do once i learned how i was like i want to learn more Uh, (laughs) and that's what i have discovered those who discover they can do it go oh shit that's a a fun cool trick especially i think especially once you are not afraid of it like once you know you're not going to die once you know like it's not going to like make your neck split apart or whatever. <laughs> and I think it offers a certain empowerment too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I can do this thing. Yeah. And you like that. Yeah. Which as a pleaser, I get. I'm and I like, just love the oh, mucus yes. it makes. I love the music. <laughs> I, I do. I think it's great. Like yep. I just, I, that's one of the things that I just think is so special. Um, oh, I had a really specific question. Oh, this is a question I've been wanting to ask men. Have you tried to go down on yourself? <laughs> Absolutely. I and feel like every dude must, right? Yes. Well, and and I had an ex who, that was a constant argument. She's like, I know you can do it. I said, I can't. I promise if I could, I probably yeah. never would have wasted my time with women. Yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't reach it. And I she's can't. like, well, can you stick it in your butt? <laughs> no, it doesn't quite reach there either. Say, no, that's not, that's not it, how it works. It's pretty close, but it, no. But no. hard? Like angle-wise? Well, because of the, the, the bend oh, in it, right, I, right, I right. am able to fold it down pretty far. But you can't, you don't want to try to bend it. I, when I it's can't hard. get it. No. Okay. Okay. But maybe flaccid. Tuck, tuck. No. How no, do you still... wear your penis when you're walking around in the world? <laughs> you ever watch the show uh, Hell on Wheels? No. There's, there's a great moment where he's getting a tailored suit and he says, I dress to the left. Okay. And But is it tucked inside his underwear or like, because every man uh, has a different underwear I, relationship, right? I try to do boxer briefs okay. or boxers yes. or sometimes just nothing at all. Like okay. I, I call not wearing underwear my lucky underwear. Um, Great. And just hanging to the left. Okay. And you are a left hanger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And wait, when you say hang to the left, does it tuck behind you? Is it next to your leg? Nope. It's well, how does straight it, down the- Straight like, down the pants Like leg. the- Mid thigh, like inseam. Okay, like that tends to be where. I, these I mean, are it details. It doesn't live all the way down there, but you know, it's it's no, inseam. but like down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Have you ever had any like really awkward, hard in public? Oh situations? yes, of course. Well, and especially as a young man, when yeah. when there's zero, when like, like ah! you have no idea where it's coming from. But oh yeah, uh, like it it happens occasionally where you go, um, I have things to do right now, <laughs> uh, but it, 
you can you, you learn to deal with it as you get older. Have you ever accidentally come in your pants and and like it like created a bad situation or an awkward situation or you were like oh shit no, there's a stain on okay well we've, we've you know I've been in, involved in some like heavy petting makeout yeah. sessions where yeah. where it leads to orgasm and you're just like oh well yeah I guess I'm wearing that home yeah uh, but never to the point where I'm like okay trying to that's hide that's good that's good. Because that's the one part where I feel like even if I get really turned on or I'm wet and I'm spooshing my pants, like no one can tell if I'm wearing pants and no one can tell if I'm wearing a skirt, yeah. you know? And, and you can know, well, you know, I spilled my drink on the way over. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just dropped this water bottle in my lap. <laughs> or as you get older, you just say things like, oh, no, I just came in my pants 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Fuck it. What do you care? Have you ever said that? <laughs> I haven't, but now I think I probably will. I was going to say, you got a new tool in your pocket. <laughs> Okay, do you have any other delicious stories that, that need telling? We've covered some really amazing ground. The the very young woman I was seeing at the time, she was 21 and I was 42. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we were both in a weird situation in a, at home. My roommates were sort of on a breakup oh. trajectory. Oof. And the feeling at my house was very awkward. And she was living at home with her parents. And she was like, my family's really weird. Mm-hmm. And I, sort of implying she wanted to come over. And I'm right. like, I don't really want to be here. Yeah. And I said... Why don't we get a hotel room? Ah, so we went to one of the local casinos, so got a hotel exciting. room, went out to dinner, hung out, and had amazing hotel sex. Mm-hmm. And in that amazing hotel sex, there was a moment where her eyes rolled back and she started sort of convulsing. Oh. And oh. I, I was like, are you okay? And she she very, very sternly said, yes. And then sort of went back to it. And I'm like, do you want me to stop? And she said, don't you fucking stop. Uh, okay. And, you know, we sort of fucked through it and finished. And I'm like, what happened? She says, I, I think I was having a seizure. I, I think. I think what? <laughs> and I was like, so like, you know, we should probably discuss that. And like, how do you want me to go? You know, what, what, Is that if, normal? This, if this happens again, happen she before? said, oh, well, it's never happened before. What? I'm like, so how do we, how do we approach this? She says, I, you know, if, if it happens again, just continue on. I'm like, Sure, I shouldn't like take you to the hospital. She's like, not until you come on me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that that's the 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 fucking through seizure story. That's crazy. And I, and I was like, I, I'm I'm very sensitive to it. Yeah. Like, like we I mean, can, it we can like call an was, ambulance. And she's like, like she was coherent. She's like, nope. Nope, keep I going. I wonder if it was like a muscle spasm. Did it happen again ever? Did you ever no, see her again? Did no, you? never, never. Wow. Oh, we we had a few more yeah, yeah, times yeah, together, but, but never, a... never anything like that. Because so. I did get like a lobster. Like I've I've orgasmed hard enough a couple of times, and it's not like oh, it was a better orgasm. Mm-hmm. It's just like whatever my nerves yeah. are doing. Where like I've gotten like my hand will like curl up in these claws, and for like twenty minutes, I'll be like uncurling my fingers and they'll curl back. So that's happened to me two or three times in my life, but I don't. That's not. That, that's it, a whole. It was event. bizarre. But that's crazy. Like in a, again, after talking about it afterwards, the the aftercare moments, she's yeah. very much like, no, no, keep going. I mean, you okay. have to respect what people's words are saying. I yeah, think. and I, we were comfortable enough. I feel like if if she yeah. really wanted me to stop, she would have said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like that's a great. As story. far as other things that just came to mind, um, one of the things that I discovered from my end for the first time in. A, Ever in relationships, I've seen squirting, which is something oh, yeah. 
never seen women do before. I think and it's I th- become also very popular now that people are talking about it more. I think so too. And also I think, again, coming from a very conservative community, that sort of thing where they're like, no, nope, we don't do that kind of stuff. So even if they were, if they did it in their, their private life, yeah. not the kind of thing they would share. Yeah. Um, so just in the past couple of years, in my experience, like, oh, hey, I knew it was a thing. I knew they weren't making that up. Yeah. Um, so like that, that was exciting for me. And, and another thing that I've, I've recently really enjoyed is the, for, for lack of a better term, the aftershocks. Being a pleaser, one of the things I, again, absolutely love is giving a woman an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And then to, that sensory overload and then to stop and to have someone who is so responsive that they continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I'm done. And then the, oh, there it is again. Mm-hmm. That to me is just absolutely amazing. Have you ever gotten a hand cramp while making someone come? Uh, oh yeah. yeah. What do you well, do? Well, switch hands okay. or or something. Also, sometimes I get a hand cramp with myself on those tough days. Oh yeah. Like, like usually I can like a minute and I'm done whatever seconds. But. So potential sex related injuries far beyond the whole rubbing yourself raw. Yeah. Is the underside of the tongue thing from oral? Uh, yes, from giving oral sex the having your tongue in a oh. and smashed against your teeth where oh you're providing God, pressure right where I've, I've had a few like the next Holy day sort of things shit. where I'm like, like oh man feeling? I've had that with blowjobs too where so. my whole jaw like the next I'll be like I'm chewing in my oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> and then I don't mind it so much mm-hmm. when I remember but, like after you burn your mouth with pizza yeah yeah <laughs> and you're like yeah. oh yeah that was yeah, good pizza yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have tasted it better uh, have you ever because one of my recent favorite things is putting a finger up my own asshole, just like this, just like mm-hmm. this much. Have you felt the like convulsions of muscles as a woman's coming? Oh yes, I love that feeling so yeah. much. And as I have learned to enjoy butt stuff a little yeah. more, that's the kind of thing that I I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, the I just love. I don't know what it is. I love the body feeling of yes. it. Yes. I mean, it's, and obviously I'm also orgasming, so duh, I love mm-hmm. it, but. Oh, but from this end, it's also awesome. Well, and that's why, like, when I, when I, like, realized that was happening, I, the next time I saw my master, I was like, put your finger on my butt and make me come. It's so cool. <laughs> like, you know, I was yes. like, you have to feel this. Yes. And, yeah. and as a pleaser, that's the kind of thing you, it's, yeah. that's feedback. That's, yeah. those are the kind of things, so those are cool. the cues you're looking for when you're like, am I doing this right? Are you enjoying this? Absolutely. Is there anything that's like that you're really wanting to explore right now or like any horizons you'd like eventually like to get to or I I anticipated a question like that and <laughs> I, I sat and I thought, man, what are uh, as far as bucket listy sort of items, yeah. uh, as I said, I've, I've never had a, a true one night stand, never had anything okay, where right, I, yeah. I just mm-hmm. met somebody in a bar, went home with them and then never saw them again, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and also I I. For all of the adventurous stuff I've done, I've never done anything with multiple partners. Oh. Never never had a, a twosome, threesome kind of thing uh, swapped or anything like that. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing where I'm like, yeah, that might that might yeah. be on the on the you know, the on the menu at some point. Great. Um but and what about like sex parties or anything like that? Like would you be up for that or how do you feel about I am very uninhibited okay uh like if the circumstances are oh right, yeah absolutely people are right absolutely and, and i've I've, right. I've done it in view of people i've, I've you know, oh yeah had 
you know, like public not, not stuff or pu- like, well, done it in some public places, but not like intentionally to be public. Right, right, right. Well, and, and in this day and age where the risk of becoming a sex offender just for having sex in the park. Could, yeah. You, you have yeah. to be a little more cautious. Totally. But uh, no, done it like at, at parties with other people in the room. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and, and that goes back to even, you know, my first girlfriend mm-hmm. where you're just like, we've got four hours yep. alone and there's one house where the six of us are going to be able to actually hang out. So <laughs> we're all fucking in the living room. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I've never been shy that way. Uh, so I, I think I would totally be comfortable with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, as a single male, I don't know, like I, I'm not really well connected to the community. So it's yeah. not the kind of thing where you can just show up and be like, Hey, hey. creepy uncles here. Right. right you know, right, where right. the women at? No, so you got, you, yeah. yeah. There's, you, you have to be kind of sensitive to that kind of thing. <laughs> That's true. It is, and especially it is as you get older, you, I think like, you get weirder. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. kind of looks at you a little more well, weirdly. It's like you need to be vetted by a person. Like yeah, if you're uh, yes. coming, I mean, I, I think that's true both ways, but women have an easier time because like you can show up and look cute and then people want to fuck you because. You, you've got something of a unicorn status. Yes. And, yeah. and so it's just different when you're a dude. And yeah. Yeah. You need that like vouching thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you could go back in time. Well, first of all, is there anything else that needs to be said that's coming to mind? Nothing I can think of. Okay. Where do I come from? The book was called Where Do I Come From? Where Do I Come From? <laughs> what a great title. I'm go so look it up. You guys, it. you will love this book. I'm going to look it up now. Was it C-O-M-E or was it? Yes, yes, okay. yes. It was correct <laughs> English. <laughs> if you could go back in time and give younger you some sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? That's a really tough question because where I am now, I'm really comfortable. Um, I wouldn't change a lot of the things that I've done. Great. Um, more than anything, well, and the advice, being the old guy, I mm-hmm. tend to be the oldest person at work and the oldest guy running a particular circle. So I do tend to be the person that people look to for little bits mm-hmm. of wisdom, which mm-hmm. is weird because you probably shouldn't do anything that I advise you to. But uh, that's a but that's advice from you. Well, so how do I? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, and there's a kink for you. <laughs> um, what? what I tend to recognize in my own life is that I don't regret many things that I've done, but I do regret things I didn't do. Mm. And and those include all kinds of things, but sex stuff too. Mm -hmm. Like not pressing a little more, a little more, uh, not like, not like, uh, not like being more assertive as opposed to aggressive, but, but not being more assertive sometimes where there are those moments where you think, is this happening? Okay, good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, yeah. Those, those are the sort of regrets that I, I I can come to. But as far as going back in time and giving myself advice, um, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd change much about it. Uh, even even through all the, all the terrible things and all the great things, most of it's been pretty good. Okay, something about your answer makes me want to ask one more question. Because when I think... You're not the first dude I've talked to who's mentioned wanting to be more assertive. Now, granted, the sample size is small and the people who have been willing to come on this podcast are very open and tend to be a little more aware of sex and male privilege and some of the issues that come into play between men and women. 
Do you think if we were better at communicating about sex in general, it would have been easier to be assertive in those moments? Absolutely. Like if it had been socially appropriate. Absolutely. Instead of the Han Solo like rapey thing. In, yes. And in, we're very cognizant these days of, of the concept of consent, which for those of us who are not rapey dudes, yeah. you'll, you'll find that, you know, the, the concept of most of us get that there is a line. And so we are sort of uh, apprehensive to, you don't, you don't want to press the issue too far with, without really getting into it. And communication would eliminate a fuckload of that yeah. by just being like, you know, what is the nature of our relationship? Are we friends? Yeah. What, is, there, is there more to it? Being able to openly talk about those kind of things I think would eliminate a lot of that. There's always going to be people who can't do it. Yes. And I, I think we're still struggling with that. And uh, I think yeah. dating apps have created a new weird, that ghosting thing is fucked up. I hate that. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, and I haven't even experienced it personally yet because I'm just like too afraid to possibly experience it. So I'm just like, mm, just tell me everything. I've been, <laughs> I told my therapist this week, I'm like, I'm thinking of going on dating apps. I think I want to ask people to take an exit survey. <laughs> That's kind of a funny like, idea, though. Like, I know it's insane, but I'm also just like, if you can't click my Google form afterward to give me totally clear feedback, like, that's, and that's the easiest way to tell someone you don't want to see them again, you know? And <laughs> and if you do, if you do, then you can just be like, no, I'm not going to take your survey. I'd like to see you next week, you know? And if you don't, then just let me know. Like, just click a button that says, thank you, no thank you. Because like, I just don't want you to disappear. Oh, and that, that actually, that opens communication, though. Because <laughs> if you say, hey, you're going to take the exit survey, does that mean I'm not coming? Is yeah. is that the end of it? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you come back on Tuesday. Okay, that's great. Yeah, it's, it you, depends on your answer in the survey. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that'd be a great. And I think it's if I were presented with it, system. I would absolutely answer like one if it was Like, before we go me. on the date, would you be willing to take an exit survey afterward? And then if you don't, it's like, if I don't hear from you within 24 hours, then it's a Fuck off for the rest of forever. You don't come back in my life because you because I don't trust you. Yeah. That's my so that's my working idea that I, I haven't created enough. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> I'm just such a big fan of clarity. I know some people it like ruins the mystery or whatever, but for me it just calms my brain down so so much that I can finally enjoy stuff. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? Uh, what? I was just gonna say for a lot of us that would that would absolutely be a thing. I love it. Yeah. Folks, that is our show for this week. Thank you as always so much for listening. Do you want to say social media or anything? Do you want people to find you? Uh, I'm not scared. If you want to find me on, um, like, Instagram would mm -hmm. probably be the easiest. Mm -hmm. It's uh, G-E-W-E-H-R-M-O-N-K-E-Y, Gewehrmonkey. Great. What's and, that mean? Uh, Gewehr is rifle in German. Oh, so it, how did I not know that? It goes back to my, my firearms-related stuff. Okay. And it's mostly just food and stuff or, or pictures yeah. of me on hikes. But, yeah. I mean, you're welcome to come on over. Great. 